Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another amazing episode of Geek Vibes Live Interview. I'm your host, Tia, and I have with me actor Andy Goldenberg, um, part of the upcoming movie. Actually, when this is released, the movie will actually be out, and the movie is Love, Weddings, and Other Disasters. Andy, by the sound of that title, is it disastrous? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for the characters yeah uh yeah i mean as as far as my um my childhood growing up it it love always seemed to be disastrous although i got lucky in the end <laughs> that is very good that is very good but andy thank you for being here with me tonight to speak about your upcoming movie first of all i have to say that i hope that you're doing all right with all of the craziness that's going out there right now what have you been doing to keep yourself occupied during this insane pandemic is there a pandemic (laughs) Uh, some people like to believe there isn't (laughs) i I don't know what's going on i haven't left my house in almost nine months so if there's something (laughs) happening in the world i don't know what's happening Um, It's funny that you say that. I was speaking with a friend the other day who apparently Jared Leto didn't know that there was a pandemic going on because he was like in a retreat or something. And I was like, ah, to live that life. (laughs) Yeah, very meta. Um, I I actually love those stories of the people who were sailing for seven months and then they got back to the mainland and they were like, wait, what? Reminds yeah. me, I guess, of how Rick must have felt waking up in The Walking Dead. But, yeah, oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so sad that they've never really, or maybe they have gone into that now. But that was, that's always such like a fan. Like, what what happened? What, what happened before that moment, you know? <laughs> I um, always wonder that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been keeping myself busy with a, a newborn son. I have a five and a half oh. month old. So, Congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, it's like at no other time would I have been able to stay home with my wife and just sort of bond with our kid for as long as we, we have been. And um, normally there's a huge amount of FOMO because while you're stuck inside with a, with a newborn, everybody else is going outside and doing things, but we're trying to stay safe and stay inside. So, <laughs> so it's like, all right, well, if everybody else is doing that too, cool. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be a little light at the end of the tunnel, but yeah. uh, but luckily we can still enjoy movies and TV shows, maybe just not in the most traditional of senses, but Love, Weddings, and Other Disasters is coming out literally December 4th. Um, right. For those who are listening, can you tell us a little about this film and the character that you're playing? Of course. The, the movie is... Uh, probably best described as it's multiple storylines about love and relationships revolving around a group of people attending a high profile wedding. And the, the character that I play, Jimmy Barton is the, 
messed up brother of Robert who's running for mayor and also getting married. So it, it takes place um, all around his wedding and each character involved is going through their own sort of love life story. Um, and so my story specifically is I go on a <laughs> very wacky reality dating game show called Crash Couples, where I am literally attached to my partner to see if we can weather sort of the next couple days. Um, and the woman who I am chained to, uh, we are both not necessarily what we seem. So it was, it was super fun. How was that filming scenes where you're, say, that close to your co-star? <laughs> we, are, we were literally very close to each other. Um, yeah, I mean, it was great. Any kind of physical bit like that is always so much fun. And there were so many, you know, it's a Dennis Dugan movie, so there were a lot of comedians on set. Melinda herself is a comic and an improviser, so we were laughing a lot. And from what I read, this isn't the first time that you're working with Dennis Dugan. What was that like uh, reuniting with him? I mean, I love the guy. He's so fantastic. We had worked together on Jack and Jill, Adam Sandler's movie, where he played twin uh, brother and sister. And Dennis hired me after about seven auditions, five screen tests to be Adam's performance double. So when you see Adam on screen as Jack and Jill, I was the other actor that they replaced Adam mm. with. So when he was Jack, I was Jill. And then we would switch halfway through the day and I would be Jack and he would be Jill. And, you know, I worked with Pacino and Katie Holmes, and Johnny Depp, and it was like four months of just amazingness. And so I had kept with, I had kept in touch with Dennis over the last, you know, few years, and uh, we had worked together on a funnier die bit um, a couple times and uh, a few readings. And then he called me up and told me he had written this movie years ago and that it was finally probably being produced. And would I read it? And I was like, eh, I have stuff to do, but sure, <laughs> send it to me. Um, and I just, I, I think it's so funny. I love it. Um, the character of, um, the character of Jimmy is described as neurotic and geeky. Is this a character that you typically play or <laughs> was it something that you like, you wanted to have fun with when you were playing him? I mean, I clearly always want to have fun with any character I'm playing, but I am, a, if you looked up neurotic and geek, if, if there was a dictionary that had more than one word attached to each page, uh, you know, if neurotic and geek were only one image, it, it, it would literally be me. I am the so embodiment. It kinda, yeah. It was kind of easy to get into the part. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's fantastic. And you mentioned before working alongside really well-known actors and you're doing so as well in love weddings and other disasters with mm -hmm. Diane Keaton and Jeremy Irons. I mean, mm -hmm. whew, those are huge names. I mean, do you ever 
uh, for me, I mean, you're an actor, so you're in the business. Um, for me, I feel like I would get a little starstruck. Does that ever happen to you? Of course. I mean, the the biggest name I had ever worked with at the time was Sandler, and I had been watching him since I was a kid. And for some reason, while while I was starstruck, I really only had like one or two moments where I said literally to him, like, man, I just, I would watch you all the time on Saturday Night Live and, and, you know, play your characters by myself when I was a kid, like filming myself doing your stuff. Um, but on that set, I could not talk to Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise was with Katie Holmes at the time, and he came to set, I think, twice. And both times I couldn't go to Video Village. I was just like, I, I, I don't even know what I would say around him. I mean, he is the, the, the biggest movie star of all time. And, and so I never actually like introduced myself or anything. I just couldn't even go near him. <laughs> um, but, but, but most other actors, you know, we're all, we're all fun to be around and not so fun to be around sometimes. And, you know, everybody's got their, everybody's pretty much the same when you get down to it. You know, it doesn't matter how famous you are. So it, I don't. I definitely don't get as starstruck as I used to. At first, when you said the um, about having not spoken to Tom Cruise, I thought you were alluding that there was some sort of clause that you couldn't <laughs> you know, go up to him. And I was like, no. "Oh, okay." <laughs> no, no, there, there, there was no couch to, for me to jump on um, at the time. The um, no, I mean, it, it was just I, I love Tom Cruise. I think he could read out of a phone book and I would be mesmerized. I just, I think the world of him as an actor and um, I was just so nervous that I was going to say something and make myself look like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would probably be worried for myself doing that as well. So I completely understand, but in the film, um, do you have any scenes with Diane Keaton or Jeremy Irons? I don't. It's an ensemble piece. Uh, we we're we're in a similar scene. We're in a scene, but we are we didn't shoot it on the same day. They shot Diane and Jeremy out um, at the beginning of the shoot, and I think I got to Boston the day before they were leaving. Um, so I was on set for their last day, but we never had um, any shooting time together. I mainly worked with Melinda and Todd Stashwick, Maggie Grace, um, Dennis, Ter- you know, a whole bunch of people. Oh, okay. I understand. Um, hey, maybe next time, right? But Yeah. I um, mean, the people I worked with, are they're fantastic. I had no qualms about who I worked with. I was happy to work with all of them. And when was this movie um, filmed? It was filmed right before the pandemic. It was filmed oh, in, yeah, it was filmed September, October of 2019. So as we all know now, it was starting to come over, you know, just afterward. Um, so we were lucky as we were probably one of the few movies to be able to shoot before it happened. Yeah, you definitely couldn't do any scenes now where you're chained up with someone that would have. Yeah. Definitely be breaking some protocols. <laughs> it, it would definitely be a lot harder for me, yeah. And so when you think of, you know, choosing your next role, what 
really goes into it. Like, what does a role have to have that makes you go, I'm going to play this character? I'm usually open to most things just because, you know, I really like acting. I like the process. I like being on set. I like meeting new people. And it's always a unique opportunity, especially to dive into something that sometimes you you weren't that much of a fan of when you first read it but fell in love with later. Um, that being said, the projects that I'm most um, drawn to and the ones that I'm most excited to play would be the ones that make me laugh. You know, if I, if I read a script and it makes me laugh and it feels like a story that I would want to tell, then, I mean... I'm down. (laughs) (laughs) So definitely comedies are kind of the genre that you probably feel more comfortable with. Would you, uh, to me, I feel like movies every so years, movies kind of go in a direction where you can tell what's say the popular thing. And to me, I feel nowadays the two most popular genres are the horror movie genre and and the superhero genre. Could you see yourself in either? I have been reading comic books since I was a kid. So Marvel, if you want to cast a, uh, I'm trying to think of, of who I could play. I mean, I've always seen myself as Spider-Man, but I wouldn't cast myself as him. Um, I would love to be in a superhero film. I created a web series years ago called Super Guy and Friends, where I was the super normal friend to a superhero, which uh, we did with Stanley's Pow um, Company, which was a, which was really fun in collaboration with YouTube Space um, and horror. I would definitely do, but I'm most attracted to horror comedy. Right. Like, um, I'm trying to, God, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I know what you're thinking about. I feel like a movie, say, um, did you ever see, yeah, or did you see Ready or Not? I know that wasn't necessarily a comedy, but it's still kind of that, uh, postmodern feel that I feel like if I were in horror, I'd be more comfortable in that. Um, I didn't see Ready or Not. I'm not going to spoil oh, wait, anything. No. <laughs> I, I, did or, I did see Ready or Not. No, I did. I just looked it up. Uh, it was fantastic. The whole game uh, where she's she was fantastic in it. Um, yeah, that was a great movie. But I do want to go back to your web series because that's really cool getting to participate um, even in something that has the Stanley name over it. Um, yeah. You know, how long did that web series run for? I mean, what it must have been great just even doing anything like that. Oh, I mean, it was super cool. Um, I have been I've been on YouTube for a long time. I was one of the OG YouTubers. I, I sort of rose to YouTube fame, putting words to movie theme songs, which you might have seen um, the classic scores of Superman and Batman and. Um, and so YouTube came to me and they said, you know, we're creating this space called YouTube space LA, which is basically a studio like Warner brothers or Paramount. And you can, you can come shoot on the sound stages. And I was like, sign me up. 
actor, content creator, you better believe it. And so one of the programs that they had was applying for this partnership with Stan Lee's POW. And they built this superhero layer and they asked for pitches. And so I pitched that, that idea, Superguy and Friends, and they built us a, a superhero costume and uh, we went five episodes. It's basically the length of like a TV pilot. So it's essentially a TV pilot and we shot it on red. It just looks gorgeous. And yeah, I mean, I, I love it. I, I've, you know, in pitch meetings, I always bring it up as like the superhero genre is so, so widespread, you know, what, are the takes of the normal people who live in their lives, which I've always wondered about, even from like an actor's standpoint, you know, you have these, these famous actors, what is it like to be their friend? Um, and so that's sort of where that idea was born out of. No, I really love that. Um, that's so cool. It makes me want to definitely after this go on YouTube and find the series to check it out. Um, it's funny that you mentioned about being, say, one of the OG YouTubers. I feel as I feel as if because um, I'm 30 and uh-huh. I remember when YouTube was first a thing and just the type of videos that were on it at the time, and you could make something like that at the time. And oh, yeah. YouTube has so changed throughout the years. I mean. Yeah. It, there's so much content that like wouldn't you couldn't get away with today. What do you feel yeah. about that? Like, are you still on active on YouTube? I'm not as active on YouTube. There, there came a point, you know, I, I started on YouTube because I was at second city at the time doing improv and mm-hmm. we were doing these shows for, you know, 50 to a hundred people a night. And there was a site on there called ifilm.com and we had my sketch group, the 11th hour, we had created a, a parody of outtakes, uh, we, a parody of Passion of the Christ called Outtakes of the Christ, which were um, the, outta- uh, the outtakes of all of these dramatic movies. And on iFilm.com, it was like the best short of 2000, one of the best shorts of 2004. And then YouTube sprang up and I was like, guys, so many people watched this one video on iFilm, like YouTube has to be the way to go. And so at the time, there weren't a lot of people on YouTube and it was all just for fun. I'd release a video like once every six months. And and then everybody got on YouTube and everybody was trying to make money on YouTube and everybody was trying to, you know, get your eyeballs. And it just, it stopped being... It stopped being for the fun of it all. It, it, mm-hmm. it became more about just watch me. And uh, I don't know. So I, I still do it. And I have a lot of um, fans that have sort of stuck with me through the years who are constantly trying to get me to go back to doing the, the theme songs. Um, and every once in a while, when I feel drawn to it, I'll do it. I, I did a Game of Thrones theme song last year, two years ago, whenever that <laughs> The pandemic, I don't know what time it is. Um, but the pandemic's otherwise, been uh, like 10 years, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's like dog years. A, a pandemic month is, is like six years. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so I still love the, the actual, um, I still love sharing videos, but I, I, I should do it more just for the fun of it.
No, I totally agree with you how, again, it's changed. I mean, when I was graduating high school, we would put dumb uh, videos out on YouTube, again, just for the fun of it. So I completely understand with that. Um, Shifting gears just a little. So since the pandemic has lasted forever at this point and this film you were able to complete beforehand, have you done any projects throughout this to kind of get your creative juices still flowing or are you just really concentrating on your family right now? Well, my family would like me to concentrate on my family. So I should should say that for them because they're probably going to listen to this. Um, I, right when the pandemic first started about a week or two in, my my friend Ian contacted me and he was like, hey, we had somebody drop out of this playwriting competition. Um, you know, can you write us a, a one-act play? And I was like, no, I'm I'm afraid that the world's ending. And I I woke up at like two or three in the morning and just completely wrote this 10-minute play in the span of an hour. So I was very excited about that. And then over the last like eight or nine months, I've written a a feature um, sort of in the vein of like an airplane or a hot shots or naked gun. And I've um, been toying with the third season of my successful, my other successful series called bad timing, which is a, a zombie uh, comedy. Nice. Awesome. And do you have any say future projects that are kind of on the burner right now until everything goes back to normal or, you know, normal? (laughs) Yeah. The industry just started really getting back into full force. So um, hopefully those projects will come soon, but uh, just really started going back on auditions. Self tapes have been increasing. So, um, Sooner than later. Fingers crossed. Definitely fingers crossed. Wear your mask. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I, I don't even want to get into that. But no. Yeah. <laughs> um, before I let you go, Andy, um, please let everyone know where they can watch Love, Weddings, and Other Disasters. It will be in select theaters around the country December 4th and also on demand you can get it on iTunes, and I'm sure wherever else you can um, stream movies, Google Play, YouTube, those kinds of sites. Yes, for me, it would definitely be streaming in New York. There's no oh, yeah. theaters open. <laughs> yeah, my wife and I are going to go to a drive-in theater, I believe, in Los Angeles to sort of celebrate, but there are no, uh, there are no like, movie theaters open. <laughs> Drive, I mean, drive-in theaters sound great. I hear other states doing it. I've spoken to other, say, indie films, directors, actors, and they talk about drive-ins, and I think to myself, that is a perfect um, compromise, in my opinion. Totally, and it it is kind of the perfect way to see a rom-com, you know, because I've always thought of a drive-in as a date night. Um, So, and this is sort of like the perfect date night movie. Yeah, exactly. So everyone who's listening, please make sure you check that out again. Love, Weddings, and Other Disasters out December 4th. As Andy just said, select theaters, and also you can find it online. Andy, it has been wonderful speaking with you tonight. I hope all the best, and congratulations again on your uh, new baby. Thank you. 
Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, Andy, have a great rest of your night. Bye. You too. Bye.